Every December, every late December, I hear it all the fucking time. New year, new me. New year, new me, bitch. New year, new me. I'm getting new titties. I'm going to get a new ass. Man, first of all, I ain't going to change. I ain't never going to change. It ain't going to be a new me. But guess what, nigga? You know one thing I'm trying to change? My motherfucking bank account. Now drop that shit. Machine is all I hear. Where are you? Tearing up the mall. I bought a mall out there. It's the bomb, no fallout gear. No shelter, health to skelter. Bubble like Alka Seltzer. Look at me, King. I'll melt you. Bars ain't cars, give him a scrunchy face. Violate, then find out how your lungs can taste. Got money to bungee, you don't want this hate. So I can throw it down and watch it come back up. You fool, but you don't really want this place. Slow down, Diggy, you killing them. Uh-huh. Bitches on billboard, none of them bitches is filling us, right? Used to blowing up like you helium. Cars like spaceships, niggas thought it was aliens. This is Harlem niggas that push farmers. Little homes shoot with the left like James Harden. Excuse me, money never to beg pardon. Jacuzzi and a sprinter models to take part. And tell me where the money is at and I'm the part. Well, yeah, welcome to the auction. We selling flows, riches, gold, solid gold. Big chains, flows, flashy rings. All you need, what you want, nigga, what you see. Nigga, welcome to the auction. We got it all, soul, ball, fortune, fame, riches, cars, bitches, frames, links to pro, links to the I'm chosen, something like Beethoven Comes out golden, anytime I compose it Watch gruesome, chain ferocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious The tubs filled with roses Coming to America, money, we Earl Jones here King Joffy, James Brown, I'm watching now Keep going, no one they can't stop me Weighing 40 below is the coach Rocky Lambo truck, same color as broccoli Acting like Tyson when he was 20-something. Been seeing the money in game, I call that money coming. Ask what's a couple of mil, I say 20-something. Yeah, I'ma keep on moving, I hear the drummer coming. Bright like them Times Square lights, the way I bubble something. Yeah, you see? Nice ice for the ruck, cause I know the summer's it's coming. Hard. Like men double parked, all the niggas just love the front. I'm like fucking nigga to show something. Yeah, cause I'm shining like I could glow or something. Throwing money in the air, but I don't own nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this is the moment that I don't know that y'all was waiting for. This your boy King Known Uncensored, and we are here to talk the year end show of 2022. 2022 explained. I mean, I felt like it was only appropriate. It's the 23rd. There's no more music releases this year, to my knowledge. But if there's anything interesting, I will update you guys on it, of course. Wow, 2022. What a year in review. It's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to make this under two hours. Pray for me. All right. So let's start off with this. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg had an interesting 12 months this year. A lot of people didn't know about it because, you know, independent releases are hard to grasp, especially with no major singles, radio play. 
and not enough word of mouth. But however, in February, Snoop Dogg became the owner of Death Row Records. Although it was met by controversy, some Death Row artists were mixed in this, and Snoop did some controversial things, I guess. You know, him pulling the Chronic and Doggy style off of, uh, you know, Spotify and basically off of all the streaming platforms did piss people off. I think All Eyes on Me was removed, too. But we don't know the uh, updated version of what is going to be done with the, those albums. But however, despite that, Snoop Dogg released an album this year called Back on Death Row. And that album is a classic album. I definitely suggest that you listen to it. It is fucking dope, top to bottom. And then he released two compilation albums. Uh, it was last November, December-ish. One was called Algorithm. And then the other one with the Death Row compilation, um, Death Row Summer 2022, that was released this summer was also a great compilation album. It reminded me of a 90s soundtrack because it featured so many artists like Raphael Sadiq, Miguel, October London, um, Latoya Williams, the East Siders, the Dog Pound. You know what I'm saying? Just a very dope-ass compilation. And then he went on a back on death row tour with the original members of the dog pound gangsta click i mean like i said if you grew up in the 90s this is important to you if you are like <laughs> younger than 30 you're not really going to understand why i'm so enthusiastic about this shit. i wish i could have caught that tour i'm jealous i mean the tour included the east siders the Dog Pound, RBX, The Lady of Rage, who I view, you know, as one of my favorite female rappers to ever do this thing. So basically, you know, they got to perform all their hits from Doggy Style and The Chronic, and they were all there to do their verse. Bruh, like I seen like a video of one of the tour dates, and I was just goose bumped out. Yeah, I was a huge fan of that Death Row era. So shout out to Snoop. And then speaking of Snoop, right? We got the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Dre got to coordinate, and Jay-Z got to coordinate the Super Bowl. Where we got to see Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige. Now, however, a lot of people complain about it not being enough songs but you had you know that halftime this isn't a tour date they were lucky to get the songs off that they got I mean the C Dre M Mary Snoop 50 Cent Kendrick and Eminem was not gonna perform without 50 so 50 was really a surprise guest. So that Super Bowl shit was super hype. I fucking loved it. Nostalgic vibes all year long. 
that was one of the high moments of 2022. Let's move on to the power books. Oh, yeah. 50 Cent and Courtney Kemp decided to expand the power universe by putting out Power Book 2, which is pretty dope, pretty solid. New season's in March. We got to see Power Book 4 Force with Tommy. Man. Man. We got AO, man. Jeremiah was, was kind of kind of dope on that show. Not going to front. He surprised me a little bit. Yeah, man, the Chicago shit was dope, man. I love the storyline of that. Oh, man, then we got Raising Canaan. I don't know, guys. I'm not going to lie. Outside of the original power, I think Raising Canaan is by far my favorite. It has a, all of the characters on there are so dope. Like from Marvin, which is my favorite character. Lulu, which is my second favorite character. <laughs> Raquel, oh my god. Yo, Patina Miller's a dope-ass actress. Oh my god, she plays that Ra- Raquel role. I mean, Kanan is, is cool, but, you know, he's not even, like, the best character. I mean, I even like Jupox more than Kanan, which is wild as fuck because the show is called Raising Kanan. But yeah, and then we got to see BMF. Big Beach, his son, gets to play him. That was fucking incredible, man. That first season was fire. I can't wait to that second season. All right. Move on. Donda 2 was a turd. Oh, man. That was a, one of the low moments of 2022. Kanye West. Oh, boy. We're going to get to more of Kanye a little bit later. But Donda 2 was like the worst, one of the worst albums released in, of 2022. It was he just put so much hype into it, only to have nothing but disappointment and failure on that record. Even Kanye fans is like, we don't even talk about that. Pusha T finally let the beef with Drake go. He allegedly squashed his beef on his side with Drake. But Drake is still dissing him, unfortunately, you know. I mean, when you give what we call, I guess, the biggest artist of that generation in L, you're going to always want the cop to compete. You know, that was like when Nas beat Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I think Drake is going to continue to sub Pusha T. Pusha T destroyed you like, what, 2018? Drake, let that shit go. Uh, let's talk about the rap parts of the Grammys only. All right, so on April 3rd, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar won the best rap performance for their song, Family Ties. Big moment for Kendrick, getting another Grammy, and even bigger moment for Baby Keem to be a newer artist. I wonder what's on tap for his sophomore effort. Um, Kanye West won best rap song and best melodic rap performances for Jail and Hurricane. So Jay-Z won another Grammy, Jesus Christ. Then The Weeknd and Little Baby won a Grammy. Even though The Weeknd don't fuck with the Grammys, he still got one. And Little Baby got his first Grammy. Crazy. Tyler, the creator, won the Grammy for Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost 
That's a classic album, ladies and gentlemen. I definitely enjoyed that project. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm not going to talk about too many of the deaths this year, but it's kind of hard because so many people passed away. I'm going to forget somebody. I already know what time it is. I'm going to forget many that passed on. So before I do this, I want to uh, salute all of the people that we lost in 2022. You know, from your families to your friends to celebrities and then their families and their fans. All right. So April 17th, we lost K Slay at the age of 55 due to COVID. Man. K-Slay, legendary DJ, smack your favorite DJ. Man, his mixtapes were everything in my middle school days. And then we, you remember on LimeWire, we had LimeWire and FrostWire. This is for my era, niggas, right? Where you would get, you thought you would get the regular song, but K-Slay screaming all over it and DJ Clue and DJ Weekends all over it. And DJ Envy is yelling all over it and shit. Man, rest in peace, K-Slay. On May 9th, uh-oh, oh shit, Young Thug, Gunna, and 26 others associated with YSL were arrested for RICO charges and conspiracy charges in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. We just seen the result. Gunna took the cheese, goddammit. Gunna took the cheese. I'm going to pray for Young Thug. I hope they don't fry him. I really don't. But it's not looking too good for Young for King Slime. I mean, damn. You know, Gunna's never going to be looked at as far as the respect of his manhood. I still think that he's going to be a recording artist. I still think that he'll win the public over with just good music. But I don't know. I mean, from what I heard, the case, you know, you know, the Fulton County District did an illegal search, so the case may look good for him, but I don't know, man. I think that the DA is trying to make an example of Young Thug. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the best, but it's looking like 5 to 30 to me. And so many of their co-conspirators then turn state's evidence on them. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Did you? Were the uh, firearms and drugs in the car yours, Mr. Kitchens? No, ma'am. Were they? Jeffrey Williams. Pharmaceuticals and firearms. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That shit is funny as fuck to me. On June 5th, um, Atlanta-based rapper Trouble was shot and killed at the age of 34. Oh, man. Rest in peace to Trouble. That shit was sad as fuck. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Troubles like that. I like some of his earlier work in the early 2010s, but I wasn't a fan of his per se. But, you know, you got to pay your respects because he lost his life over nothing. All over a bitch. Yeah, fellas, we gotta we gotta be careful when we bag these broads, man, because these, there's always a nigga going crazy over these broads. Rest in peace, trouble. 
June 29th, R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison. He gave y'all 30 years on his grill. And them niggas gave him 30 years back. I mean, did he deserve to go to jail? Absolutely. Am I still a fan of his music and his work? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Are you a fan of R. Kelly, even despite him being prosecuted, persecuted, and sentenced to 30 years in prison? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, here's the thing. Here, I don't feel sorry for R. Kelly because, first of all, after he beat the case in 2008, all he had to do was go to therapy and get healed. But, you know, him and his arrogance ended up beating him in the end. And it got him a 30-piece chicken wing dinner dry with biscuit, no drink. Then he, you know, that fake album came out. I admit it, I did it. I admit it, I did it. That album was fire. That album would have been a classic album if it was only real. All right, let's move on. July 3rd, Big Sean and Janae Aiko got pregnant. <laughs> they had their child. Shout out to them. Congratulations to them. On July 6th, Eric Holder Jr. was convicted of first-degree murder charges for the murder of Nipsey Hussle. Yes. We got justice for Nip. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hustle and fuck you to Eric Holder Jr. I hope you're somebody's bitch the rest of your life. On September 12th. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of doom and gloom in between, but we have to cover the highs and the lows. On September the 12th, PNB Rock was fatally shot at the age of 30 at a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles a restaurant in Los Angeles, California. That was a very unfortunate situation. You know, he didn't want to give up his jewelry. And I want to tell you, I understand that the rep reputation as a rapper and you got to be tough and gangster, but ain't nothing, ain't no reputation or gangster worth sacrificing your life over a chain. You can get another chain. You can't get another life. So rest in peace to PNB Rock. On September 25th, it was announced that Rihanna would be headlining the Super Bowl um, this year. I don't know if that's still on. I mean, so far, so good. On September 28th, Coolio died at the age of 59. Not Coolio, man. Damn, another fixture of my childhood. He was the guy with the funny, fucked up hair, but he can rap his ass off with whom I view as one of the more underrated rappers in rap history who had a nice little run throughout the 90s. We're spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. And then, of course, not to mention his biggest contribution to the culture, the Kenan and Kel theme song. Man, rest in peace to Coolio, man. We still jamming to your shit, brother. Oh, man, Kanye versus everybody. Lord have mercy. Kanye had a very interesting year. He pretty much lost his endorsements. He went from a billionaire to, like, 400 million. This nigga declared war on the Jewish people. 
This nigga had like multiple breakdowns and shit. Nigga said that Big Sean, signing Big Sean was his worst idea. Nigga, what? Well, he admitted it himself that he wasn't an executive. He wasn't a very good executive. But Big Sean kept the lights on and good music for his whole career. And I'm so glad that Big Sean is now independent and gets to spread his wings. John Legend, I'm not going to lie. I was I was here for the John Le- Legend slander. Even though he did put out a dope-ass album this year, but I can separate the people from the music. John Legend definitely gives sellout vibes. I'm sorry. No disrespect. But Kanye went fucking berserk this year. He went crazy. Despite that Donda 2 being a misstep. Irv Gotti. Oh, man. This guy. Light-skinned chubby niggas, man. He made us light-skinned chubby niggas look bad, man. This nigga. Well, you know, the Murder, Inc. documentary dropped this year. And it was very interesting. It had Jay-Z, Nas, you know, some of the big heavy hitters. They... They showed up for Irving Lorenzo, right? We got a documentary of basically Murder, Inc.'s rise and fall. Feds first. Then, you know, we got Irv getting DMX, Jay-Z, and Ja Rule signed to Def Jam. And then him going from... Leor's lapdog to his own boss, his own man. You know, putting out artists such as Ja Rule, Mitsubishi, Ty, and Crack Child. No, I'm just kidding. Black Child <laughs> and Cadillac Top. Vita. Shout out to Vita, though. Charlie Baltimore, Ashanti, and oh my god. No, no. This nigga, Irv, detailed this shit. This nigga was like, hey, yo, I remember this one time, right? I was writing happy and shit. You know, and she was in the shower, and she was coming out, and the water was glistening off of her body. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I'm so happy, baby. (laughs) Like this nigga just wrote it. And then, and then this nigga was just like, you know, I started singing. I heard that melody in my head or whatever. And then I just said, I'm so happy. <laughs> this nigga made himself look like a goddamn fool on that documentary. Feel bad for his poor uh, wife. Man, that was terrible. But however, you know, then 50 Cent, and then there was 50 Cent, came through and blew that Murder, Inc. door off. You know, but it was really Eminem, B12, it was a team effort bringing Ja Rule down. Ja Rule held his own, but a little bit too much for the shady aftermath. G-Unit wave. Oh, boy. On October 26, Tory Lanez was placed on house arrest after an altercation with August Alsina. Yeah, Tory punched him. 
But we got more Tory news on the way that's very interesting that we will get into, but we're not going to get all the way into it because I've heard a lot about that case that fucked me up. On October 24th, it was announced that Kanye West's label, Good Music, was dropped from Def Jam. And we got the death of Good Music. Damn. That Good Music click ran through my adult life, my early adult stages. You know, this was the label home to Big Sean, Kanye West, John Legend, Good Music, The Grammy Family, Consequence, GLC, Pusha T. Cy Hyla Prince, Tiana Taylor, Two Chains. I already said designer, right? Yeah, man. Crazy. They had a good run. Tiana Taylor dropped two phenomenal classic albums, man. Big Sean dropped a couple classics. Pushing T dropped all classics, damn near. Oh man, the game. Oh Jesus, JC on. JC on, what were you thinking? I mean, don't get me wrong, Dramatic Heart versus Mind is a dope album. It's not incredible, but it's it's cool. You know, I I listen to a couple of the songs to this day. But the album was overshadowed by foolery. Foolery. As the game decided to throw his hat in the ring and challenge Eminem to a rap battle. Uh, Haven't we learned from the MGK situation? If you thought that people stopped caring about MGK, people stopped caring about game pretty fast. You know, he got on the drink champs and said that he could beat Eminem in a battle. I'm just like, look, it would have been a very good battle if the game's diss record was serious. But we got the diss track and it was hot, flaming hot garbage. Garbage. Like, this was, uh, what, a 12-minute diss record, I think? Well, it was 10 minutes. 10 minutes of garbage, a waste of time, and that out al- that song shouldn't have been included on that album. As a matter of fact, this nigga couldn't even afford NBA Youngboy on the album, so they had to take the song off. Then he was then, you know. The Nipsey feature had to get removed because Black Sam doesn't fuck with Black 100. Yeah, it was a pretty bad look for game. And Eminem didn't even respond. That's how we know Eminem won this battle and didn't have to write one word down. Sad. And that diss record was horrible. Like, he was just rapping like Imp. It looked like a fan. It looked like a, a, a love letter more so than a diss record. But, oh boy, November the 1st. This was a horrible day. I remember waking up on November the 1st. And I looked to Twitter. And it kept, and it kept saying RIP. 
and the person that wow november the first takeoff from the migos was fatally shot in houston texas and died at the age of 28. this was one of the worst moments this is probably the worst moment of 2022 hands down because this this dude didn't deserve that and it's sad because takeoff was literally coming into his own you know the album only built for infinity links released with his uncle quavo this year was making waves it had hits it had people jamming it had people you know giving the Migos their flowers as the premier group of the era. And they were. They were the best group of the era, hands down. You know, I didn't like them at first, but they eventually grew on me. But Takeoff's death was just very unfortunate. And I was definitely eager to see Takeoff's eventual growth as an overall artist. And it's just a shame. I'm not going to necessarily get into the situation, the whys and the whats. I just wanted to give him his flowers. You know, he got his flowers on Drake Champs. You know, rest in heaven to take off. On November the 5th, Eminem was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame presented by Dr. Dre. Eminem, in his in his unselfish manner, decided to dedicate his Hip Hop Hall of Fame award to all of the artists that inspired him. He even named Lord Jamar a former rival. And that just speaks to the human being that Eminem is. He is a hip hop head. He loves hip hop. He's one of those white fans that kept it real. Once he got famous, he didn't change. He gave African-American rap artists opportunities. He wasn't the best CEO, but, you know, this this dude loved him some motherfucking hip-hop. Uh, Glorilla. <laughs> this was the year of Glorilla. Earlier in 2022, this young lady made waves, or, or handsome young lady, I should say. This country girl from Memphis made waves with her first big hit record called Fuck Nigga Free with a bunch of girls jumping on the car, her and her ratchet ass friends. You know, this spawned her winning the T Awards and a Grammy nomination. And she went on a wild tangent. She says some wild shit. This lady said she want her nigga to nut in her food, y'all. This woman is crazy. She's talking about her having tire marks in her drawers. Like, <laughs> Gloria Hallelujah Woods, do not change. <laughs> do not change, man. Oh, man, one of the best moments of the year. Steve Nash getting fired. Oh, man, this is one of the best moments of the year. Hands down, because I've been telling motherfuckers for the longest that Steve Nash was not the coach for that team. And then we can't forget the playoffs, y'all. The Nets getting their head bits, heads bit off by the Celtics. 
getting swept. Kevin Durant showing weakness. We have never seen that before on the big stage. You know, this is a guy that won two finals MVPs. It was a big disappointment. But hopefully this year the Nets can bounce back and actually get to an Eastern Conference Finals for once. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, The NBA 75. Oh, man. You know, we're going to get to, you know, someone we lost at the NBA 75. But the NBA 75 was announced. It was a pretty lit ceremony. And that's crazy that in Cleveland, Michael Jordan got a bigger response than LeBron James. That was crazy. That was a big moment. I mean, all the players got to interact and talk. And that's a that's a big moment. That's a big historical moment. Even though I did not agree with some of the people in the NBA 75, still a special, precious moment. King Known Awards. Yes, this was the ninth annual 10th annual gonna be lit i might even have a co-host keep that shit on the hush but king known awards i know it was crazy as fuck man i mean we got kendrick winning the mvp in a very close match with future yeah man i mean like i said i feel like kendrick just had better music, sold around the same. But man, yeah, Kendrick was definitely the MVP this year. For sure. Then we had Mike Dean win producer of the year. I mean, that was a very debatable category, in my opinion. Because I think any of these six producers that I had in Producer of the Year deserve to win. We got First Class being the song of the year. Fire, fire, hot fire. We got Big Energy remix with Lotto winning remix of the year. We had Kendrick and Kodak winning collab of the year. Fire. No regrets so far. Best rap song collaboration. We had uh, Lil Durk and Morgan Wallen, Broadway Girls, Fire Track. Don't have any regrets. Album of the Year was Kendrick Lamar. Rookie of the Year was uh, Rome Streets. Yeah, buddy. That's debatable, though. Very debatable. Because you have Nardo Wick and Fabio and Glorilla. All worthy. Best debut album was Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring. Woo! That, that album was crazy. That was the biggest surprise for me. Best produced album was Lotto 777. That was a very close matchup. Most improved rapper. Lotto ended up winning. No, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. Kodak won. Kodak. That was Kodak. Yeah, he definitely improved sure. Comeback Rapper of the Year was Tory Lanez. Yeah, man, we got a lot of Tory Lanez talk in this episode. Best Underground Album was um, 
the lobby boys. Yeah, Jim Jones and Mayno. I think it was Jim Jones and Mayno. Or was it Nas Magic? Hold on. My bad, it was Nas Magic. Best rap group was Dreamville. Well deserved. All of their artists came out this year. Best rap group album was The Lobby Boys. That's what I got confused. City Girls and Usher won Best Rap Group Song with Good Love. Then we had um, Fuck Nigga Free winning the Best Club Banger. Verse of the Year was Kendrick Lamar's third verse on the Heart Part 5. Beat of the Year was Up at Night by Kaylani. Lyricist of the Year was Conway the Machine. Lyrical Song of the Year was Johnny P's Caddy by Cole and Benny. Most Lyrical Album was Conway, God Don't Make Mistakes. Label of the Year was Interscope. Mixtape of the Year was um, Snoop Dogg Presents Death Row Summer. Best Mixtape Song was What a Life by Big Sean and Hit Boy. Best Non-Hip-Hop Album. Don't have any regrets. Best Non-Hip-Hop Album was Ari Lennox. Best Non-Hip-Hop Song was SZA, I Hate You. Well Deserved. Best non-hip-hop artist was Silk Sonic, Fire. Best non-hip-hop collab was Summer and Scissor, No Love. Posse Cut of the Year was Unogandi. Yeah, man. King Known Awards. What a sight to see. Let's move on. We're getting through this pretty fast. The NBA Awards were interesting. I mean, Joker won back-to-back MVPs. Congratulations to him, but... My personal opinion, y'all not going to like this, but um, I felt like Joel Embiid deserved both of those awards. That's just me. But Joker won. Kudos to him. Ja Morant won Most Improved Player. I don't know about that one. I think Jordan Poole should have got that. But shout out to Ja. And Ja felt that Desmond Bain should have got the award. Maybe he's got some time to come back this year and get that. Uh, Tyler Hero won six man. Now he's starting now, and he is balling. Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. He's not playing much defense these days. You know, I felt like Drew Holiday should have got it last year, but who the fuck am I? Monty Williams won Coach of the Year. He's breaking, he's snapping necks and breaking backs over there in Phoenix. Pause that, but you know what I mean. And the Grizzlies uh, executive, Zachary Kleiman, won. That was dope. That's cool. Golden State Warriors won the 2022 championship. The forces of Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, banded together to beat the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals in a six-game showdown. Hell of a series. Golden State, this was pretty much the last of their prime. 
basically last year. Oh, man, the Los Angeles Fakers went 33-49, and 49, the biggest disappointment in NBA history, the worst Laker team in NBA history. To have five Hall of Famers such as Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, y'all couldn't get into the play-in. I picked that team to win 51 games that year. I was heavily disappointed in that team. They were awful. They were terrible. And the Benny Hill theme should be featured as the theme song for that season. And then I did the funeral episode. That was a classic for sure. TDE actually dropped some albums late this year. I mean, you had Kendrick Lamar dropping Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, a lower tier classic. We got Absol dropping Herbert, man. Dope album. Scissor dropped. What could possibly be a classic within her own right? Then. We had Bill Russell pass away, man. Man, rest in peace to Bill Russell. Jesus, man. Man, that's so sad. You know, the last year of him presenting the trophy was this year, and he did the NBA 75 shit. He had an unforgettable laugh. On the court, he was an athlete, a speedster with power great rebounder great player man top 10 player of all time in my opinion we always say that our heroes will never die and then once they go the world is never the same oh future had a run this year he had a big run. Big run. This dude put out I Never Liked You, which is which I view as his best work. Yeah, Future definitely had a huge year. Definitely had a hell of an MVP run. Too bad he didn't win. Oh, Drake. Drake, 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 Drake. From honestly never mind to her loss. Well, I mean, honestly never mind was considered a disappointment to many fans of Drake. I didn't necessarily consider it a disappointment because Drake has been dropping nothing but garbage. Like, if you look at his last few projects, Dark Lane demo tapes was trash. Certified Loverboy was underwhelming. Underwhelming. Um, and then, honestly, Nevermind was a collection of oops, 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 songs. Up and down. Up and down album, in my opinion. The highlight of the album was Jimmy Cook's. And that was the precursor to the direction that he eventually ended up 
on her loss. Will he bounce back? This was his first good project since Scorpion, in my opinion. And Drake dropping three trash-ass albums made me appreciate Scorpion a whole lot more in 2022. Her loss ended up having the highest first-week sales of hip-hop artists. Him and 21 Savage teamed up to do her loss, and that ended up bouncing back Drake to respectful graces. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all thought I was going to let y'all get away with that. Y'all didn't talk about the Redeem Team documentary. Now, I have not seen the documentary. Still, I have not seen it. But I know about the Redeem Team. I know everything I was alive for. I remember the interviews. I remember the specials, the documentaries. I just haven't seen the new one. I remember... LeBron and Tim Duncan and Allen Iverson and them losing. When I was growing up, the USA team was always undefeated and kicked everybody's ass. With, of course, the cultural advancements of more European-style basketball being accepted in today's generation, that opened up the door for us to lose and get bronze back to back bronzes nigga and Kobe Bryant watched this and he showed up and was like I'm here because I'm tired of y'all losing and Kobe just to show in the first exhibition game just to show how determined he was to win that gold he knocked out his own teammate and godfather of his children, Pau Gasol, to let niggas know that this is a new era and we are going to win. That team was loaded at Chris Bosh, D. Wade, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, oh my God, Dwight Howard, I already said Chris Bosh, right? Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis, like that team, I think we had Kevin Love that year as well. Could be wrong, but I doubt it. But that Redeem team, man, y'all not going to like when I say this, but I think that's the greatest group of players. I think they might be better than the Jordan Redeem team. And this is coming from a Kobe fan standpoint. I think we could beat some of the old Olympic teams. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh my God! So the court case began. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna keep it under a minute for this. But I found out a whole bunch of shit, and Megan Thee Stallion is a liar. Is a prevaricator. Like, this person lies so much that they don't know they lying. And I have eyewitnessing account from people who were at the 
court case that broke it down, that took down notes and everything. You can check out Super Sly 75 for the whole breakdown each day of the case. My initial reaction from day one was her friend shot her. And this is why Kelsey Harris took immunity because she shot her friend because she was drunk. The three of them were heavily intoxicated. They don't remember what the fuck really happened. Tori decided not to take the stand, smart man. I believe it was Kelsey that shot her because she found out that her and Tori were sleeping together. You know the liquor bring the truth out. A fight happened between Kelsey and Megan. They put their hands on each other. It was a real fight. And Kelsey went back to the car to go get the gun. Tori tried to stop her. This is my theory. And that's what the courts and all of the lawyers and all of the jurors. And it's just the fact that Megan is just lying about her account. Kelsey didn't admit to it despite having immunity. That could be a problem. It could be a perjury charge on the way. This whole court case is crazy. Was Megan the victim? Sure. But was she a, a saint or an angel? No. Because this is a person that will fuck your man. Wow, that was crazy. Just hearing the story about how Kelsey and Tori met and hooked up and shit. Wow. Let's move on. The year of DJ drama. DJ drama, man. Had an incredible run of mixtapes. You know, he had started at the, the beginning of last year on Tyler, the Creator's album, Call Me If You Get Lost. But he also did mixtapes with Dave East, reunited with Jeezy, did one with Snoop Dogg. Drama was definitely a fixture this year. Afrobeat Takeover. Man, did it. I mean, yes. Afrobeat went commercial a year and a half ago. With Wizkid and Thames' hit record, uh, Essence. But, you know, artists like Wizkid, Thames, and Burner Boy pretty much took over. And that sound took over where all of the uh, artists used that sound. So I had to acknowledge that takeover. Wow. We're literally about to get this done in under an hour. But before we do that, I'm going to probably extend it because I'm going to talk about some of my favorite episodes. So last but totally not least, what I just got through watching. So... Malcolm B. Lee decided to put out The Best Man as an eight-episode series. 
which was a dope ass idea instead of putting instead of leaving out ideas right instead of leaving leaving out ideas from you know making a movie he decided to make it eight episodes and stretch the best man out and that was a very good idea because I just got through watching it tonight and it was incredible you need to watch this show you need to order your peacock because pause but peacock is only $4.99 per month that ain't gonna hurt your pockets it's damn sure not hurting mine because my I just heard found out that my peacock shit was free with Xfinity do what you do what thou wilt with that now I want to talk about my favorite episodes this year because I had a hell of a year and I've been doing this shit for man I've been doing this shit for about a year and my two year anniversary is coming in January so I'll definitely celebrate that on New Year's New Year's Day We'll definitely celebrate it together. I mean, obviously, I like Sonny the Father, my newest episode. Please check that out. Um, My sister album review. That's getting major traction out here. Definitely one of my favorite top 50 albums. Of 2022 is up there. Top 100 albums that I listened to in 2022. Up there. Top 100 songs. I mean, Statlanta was one of my favorites because that was the first episode that I started. That was when I started, you know, the TikTok thing. Around the time, I think. Drake and 21 Savage review was dope. Oh, the takeoff episode was definitely sad. And, you know, I want to apologize to y'all about my sound quality going up and down and up and down. But in order to master perfection, you have to fail. So I'm glad I got my sound shit at a decent sound right now. Early thoughts on all 30 NBA teams. I love that. The NBA season. The ninth annual King Known Awards was great. The nominees were great. Love that. The pool party is canceled. Oh, man. Poor Jordan Poole. Strengths and weaknesses of all 30 NBA teams. Oh, man. Udoka Cheaters. The Celtic Pride Edition. We forgot to talk about M.A. Udoka. Cheating on Nia Long. Oh my God. That was a crazy scandal. Now, we don't know if he cheated with Allison Beamster for sure. The other lady that was mentioned in the case. And then there's this white woman that came down and outed Udoka. 
and Nia Long getting a divorce. We forgot about that. Damn. I did, I did the top 10 worst fans and fan bases. A lot of y'all that did not like that episode. Gilbert Uranus. Oh, man. I did the top 50 NBA players entering the season. That was dope. The giant slide. Oh, my God. How can I not mention? You can break your neck on a giant slide. You can break your back on a giant slide. Shout out to G-Mac. My top 50 underrated rappers of all time. Rest in peace, Coolio, again. Mystical. Damn, Hammy. Yeah, crazy-ass mystical. My NBA off-season grades. Oh, man. Rudy Gobert getting traded for five first-round picks. Hurting Minnesota in the process more than helping. (laughs) Wow, the week. The week, this week right here on June 25th was wild. Conway, Deuce, Deuce, Snoop Dogg, Lupe, Juicy J., French Montana, Chris Brown, all dropped on the same day. And, oh, man, Omarion versus Mario. Oh, my God. How can we forget Ray J? To my baby's boy. To my baby's boy. To my baby's boy. Oh, man. Crazy. I didn't even have this in my notes. I'm just scrolling past my old episodes. Now this is getting better. To my baby boy. How can we forget Jeremiah? And Omarion Orion eating those fucking watermelons. Oh boy. Those white supremacists were smiling with glee looking at that. During Black History Month. Not during Black History Month, but y'all niggas know what time it is. Horrible. Pleasure Pete. And Sammy looking like Perk 30. I my uh another one of my favorite episodes, the real NBA 75, as I made I basically put out my top 75 NBA players. That has probably changed since then. But honestly. Nevermind review was dope. Top 50 rap albums of all time on June 15th. Please listen to that. I did the finals. Top 25 current rappers on June 7th. I was doing my broadcast. Then we had 8-Ball and MJG versus UGK. UGK just slaughtered the fuck out of Ball and G. Ball and G was playing too many album fillers. Nobody liked these songs. Pat Bev was calling Chris Paul a cone. That was a classic. 
Oh, man. Adrian Payne. Rest in peace to Adrian Payne passing away. That's another sad death that we experienced this year. Kevin Samuels passing away. Damn. Of a heart attack. I don't know if he called himself uh he called himself an image consultant, not a self-help guru. You know, Kevin Samuels garnered up a bunch of controversy with you know basically telling women the truth. Telling women about themselves. Well, telling arrogant women about themselves. Or people that are feeling themselves way too much about themselves. I don't think Kevin meant any harm. But Rest in Heaven was the name of the episode. New Music Friday's Rest in Heaven. Then the almighty, one of the most underrated voices of my generation, Jewel, passed away. So I definitely want to send a special rest in peace to Jewel for sure. Jewel was a prominent fixture in the late 80s, early 90s, early to mid 90s. And the crazy part is that woman could still sing, but her she passed away from, oh, I forgot what it was from. I think it was from pneumonia because she had a lot of fluid in her lungs. But Jewel... You know, did her last set of interviews with the Art of Dialogue, including an interview that definitely would leave you in tears about her realizing that she did not have that much time to live. Black Star dropped an album in 2022, Most Deaf and Talib Kweli. Great moment. Last year's playoffs were very interesting. Yeah, I had a good record. I had probably a, I had one of the best records ever in predicting these playoff series. Oh boy, Corey LeRae. Ugh. Dropped that horrible album. I already mentioned the uh, funeral episode. I debuted King No McClurkin. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Oh, we ain't forget about this. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Oh, man. Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. He slapped the dog shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? It was a G.I.J. joke, man. Come on, Will. Oh, my God. You know, when I found out about this slap, let me tell y'all the story. So, you know, we was bar hopping. It was my friend's birthday, and we just bar hopped around the whole goddamn Metro Detroit area. I was in this one bar. This is the last spot that I went to. 
And you know, my friends was like, "Hey, man, Chris Rock just slapped Will, uh, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock." I was like, "What? Is that real? It's really real, man." We don't need to go ahead and leave that lady. Then Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs. Oh my God, that was the funniest, one of the funniest beefs of 2022. I mean, of course, I did not want a Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher beef in 2022 because those two guys are among my favorite rappers. They are. And for them to do technically the same thing and to be beefing, it sucked, but it made for great entertainment. The memes, the chain snatching, Freddie Gibbs getting jumped. And then Freddie Gibbs with the meme pictures. And then he's like, <laughs> the, the stepping, the foot stepping. Oh my God. Ignorance, man. Ignorance. Then, of course, that Miami Heat shit. Classic. Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Butler. East Pole. Getting into it. What else? Oh, yeah. Genius documentary. The Kanye documentary. Oh, man. Incredible documentary. I love it. beef. One of the more beef, this is a beef that no one cared about this beef except people who appreciate penmanship on the microphone. Pause. But y'all know. Royce the 5'9", Joe Budden and Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye were beefing amongst each other because you know they couldn't give the fans what they wanted. But then Crook and Joel already had a group. So... They dropped an album called The Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse with a lot of reception. I mean, Royce, Joe, and Joel were chirping. It was funny. Oh, Freddie P from the band. We didn't even know if this nigga was alive. that you had to split amongst five other people in that group. Nigga, you didn't make that much money. 
All your money was from tour money. Then the All-Star Weekend with the bad dunks. Anthony Davis, injury prone all summer, all year. And then my personal, this is my favorite episode probably of all time that I did on February the 15th. The top 25 female rappers of all time. You know, the only thing that some may not agree with is Nitty Scott's placement because there were other female rappers that I probably may have missed to include her. But I feel like that addition was fair. We had to have one person that was like underground. And the rest of them was nice. But this is my favorite episode that I've ever done. was the top 25 female rappers of all time. It was just the way that I set it up. Of course, trade deadline episodes are definitely my favorite. Trade grades. I did an episode on my birthday. That was cool. Well, King Nona Sister, man, yes. Kobe and Gianna two years later. That was a great show. Haven't done a 10 verses since January the 21st. Damn. I gotta really sit down and start doing 10 verses again. Not gonna lie. But there has been so much news. And I can make some bank off of four, 10 verses as well. I'll be back though. I will be back once I get over myself and do the research. Oh man, January 8th, we got some entertainment on that day. Kwame Brown finally came out and responded to all his negative criticism that he's received over the years. And he spilled a whole goddamn hot pot of grits on not only Stephen A. Smith, but Gilbert Arenas, Rachel Nichols, the list goes on. And Matt Barnes especially. That was his number one target. And, and Captain Jack. But damn, Matt Barnes was definitely the whipping board of Kwame. Bruh, she chose, nigga. She, she chose. She chose, nigga. <laughs> she chose. That's my favorite quote. That was a classic back and forth, man. That was a great, that was another good beef in 2022. Fun beef. Between him and Gilbert Arenas mostly, but man. Then we got Freddie Gibbs and Gunna Beef, which Freddie Gibbs has seemed to have won now. <laughs> the coochie gown. Funny. 
Then, of course, on January the 1st, you know, I did my year in review of 2021. Now, I'm recording it, my year in review, on December the 23rd. Because it's not much to look forward to. It's not much to look forward to. As far as, you know, music or anything else. The year is pretty much over. I'm ready to get all this shit, all this creativity out there so that you guys can hear it. But this is King Known Uncensored. This is 2022, a year in review, and I'm gone. And we're on to 2023.